to me, it's about letting everybody know you are the answer, dude. Like you have everything inside of you that you will ever need to be the greatest version of yourself that you can possibly be. Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. I am so fucking excited to drop this one on you. I had been waiting for months to get this talk in. He is such a phenomenal human being, and I will tell you right now, this episode is going to be a Hall of Famer. It already is in my heart, but I feel like it will be in all of you Black Belt Beauty Radio listeners. Um, And if you're new to this podcast, welcome. What an incredible episode to take in for your first time here. So this week's guest is former NFL player, amazing author, phenomenal thought leader, and epic podcast host, Evan Britton. It is such an honor to be able to introduce you to Evan's heart, soul, and voice in this powerful conversation. So when I first discovered Evan's work, I immediately felt a deep connection to his message. Seriously, it was a holy shit moment for me, you guys, because his words echoed so much of what lives in my heart and his delivery was absolutely authentic. Evan is the real thing. And I don't hand that statement out ever. He speaks from his heart and at the core of every one of his powerful messages and all of his work is to support individuals to turn inward to their authentic and highest self, to heal, to rise and to thrive in their lives. You know, he really believes that we all have the answers that we need and want for us to live to our fullest potential and to thrive in our lives. So we have so much alignment in that belief. So a little backstory about Evan, just pieces that really come out in his book and a lot of his speaking. He had a very traumatic childhood and a tumultuous football career. And he talks a lot about the mental, physical, and spiritual journey it took for him to reconfigure his life so that he can find peace within and you know operate with that peace as he faces challenges in his life this conversation with evan will undoubtedly break open the raw and real path inside of you that deserves to live in liberation of all external forces this talk will invigorate your autonomy your authenticity and your self-love some of the highlights in this talk with evan are the signs and the symptoms of your spiritual evolution and how to fully show up for it rather than resist it, finding harmony between your heart and your mind, as well as your masculine and feminine energies, your being and your doing so that you can live in true alignment of yourself, releasing guilt associated with rest and intuitively listening to your body's needs and energetic needs, practices, daily practices to get to the core of who you are, to develop stronger self-awareness and wholeness, powerful ways to dissolve disagreements and position yourself in a state of response versus reaction, 
We also get down on Evan's personal take on self-love, how it shows up for him in his life, and the commitment it takes to embody it on a day-to-day basis. I honestly can't wait for you to take this episode in and just to dive into more of Evan. I really, really highly suggest that you go check out his book, The Ebb and Flow. It's awesome. It's a fast read. It's a beautiful read. There are epic tools, um, not complicated tools that Eben shares to help you live more optimally in your life. Definitely follow him on Instagram. His show uh, or his profile is in the show notes. And to take in more of his incredible wisdom, to find out how you can work with them, also to learn how you can attend some of his upcoming events, definitely go to his website, which is also in the show notes. So I would love it so much if you would let me know how this episode impacted you. Share it on your IG stories, tag Eben, tag me, Roxy Look, Black Belt Beauty. Again, Eben, he is E, D like dog, S like Sam, B-R-I-T-T-O-M. But again, it's all in the show notes. Everything you need is in the show notes always. Um, But shouting that out right now, just to let you know that um, I know he would also love to hear how this episode impacted you. So, so excited for you to take this in. One final thing, if you've not already given this podcast a five-star rating or review, I would love for you to do that. It's a real ask of support. So many of you have been really coming through with this. There's a very easy link that I've created um, so you can do it from any phone, any platform. It's in the show notes. And um, I just, I appreciate all of you who have taken the time to do it. And I appreciate all of you who will take the time to do it. It truly helps this podcast grow and grow and grow. And it is absolutely growing, which just lights my heart up like you don't even know. But now I want to stop talking because I really want you to take in the incredible, beautiful, profound, and fucking authentic voice, heart, soul, and energy that is Evan Britton. Enjoy. Hey, you guys. If you've been following me here for a while or on any of my channels, you know I am always talking about the power of journaling and specifically what it has done for me and continues to do for me in my life. With that said, I am so excited to officially announce that my guided and illustrated self-actualization journal, You Are the Path, is out for sale. I have been working on this for quite some time now with my incredible, talented artist friend, Emerald Paget, and I could not be more excited for you to experience this journal. To make it very clear, this is not your typical kind of stationary item of journal. It's more of a book, and it is so visually stimulating. You Are the Path holds space for you to unravel, unleash, investigate, hypothesize, affirm, inspire, fortify, to essentially create you and all aspects of your life. You can literally stretch out and run free within the vast open pages. So in this journal, you have seven guided and illustrated sections led by five thought-provoking questions and prompts that evoke exploratory thinking. Of course, you're welcome to ignore them, but they are there to anchor you because 
talking about journaling for some time now for to so many people, I've learned that journaling can feel daunting to some people. Like you don't know what to do or where to start. So these journal prompts and questions are there to just anchor you in and help you get moving through the pages. Um, each section also has a personal quote for me. And again, the artistry in this journal throughout the journal by my girl, Emerald Paget is absolutely incredible. It is there to evoke your imagination and all your senses and really just take you into deep parts of your mind and your heart. So the final section offers 20 blank pages. So the other sections all have lined pages in them. And this is really special for me because I've never come across a journal that had both. And throughout my journaling practice for almost the entirety of my life, um, you know, I've really needed and wanted both. Uh, so I'm just excited to give you this opportunity to be able to sketch and just let your imagination run free on these blank pages, but also have the beautiful structure and, you know, refinement of, of lines for you to just, you know, script out your heart. So again, this journal is absolutely a mystical experience. It's a mystical adventure. I want you to just drop in and to ultimately connect with your highest self, your authentic self, your intuition. And this journal is meant to facilitate that process for you. So to shop this journal, go to blackbeltbeauty.com. It's right there at the top menu. You'll also be able to see some visuals of the journal. And I just, I know you're going to love it. So let me know what you think and enjoy the path that is you. And we're live. No, I'm just kidding. Hi again, <laughs> hey. Evan. Um, well, thank you officially. I'm so, so excited. You know, um, it's interesting. I know I can drop in deep with you right out the gate. So I'm just going to do that. And the first place that I want to start with you is actually playing you the very first clip that I've ever heard, that I heard of you. And this was, it was a while ago um, on the Model Health Show, your boy, Sean, who's fucking uh -huh. awesome. And he's so good. That episode, honestly, for everybody listening, they need to go listen to it, watch it. It was so, so good. And it hit my heart so deeply in a very intimate way because I was like, well, I'll tell you after I play the clip. Okay. I was literally <laughs> my best friend, Carrie Walsh Jennings. I believe you guys have just connected. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Carrie, listen to this. What the fuck? <laughs> um, Scott, do you want to play that clip? It's part of the clip, actually. It's not the whole clip. I love it. In today's day and age with social media culture and this branding of enlightenment mm. that's so bizarre because spirituality is so beyond putting it in a box or any kind of container. Because everyone wants to say, this is the way. This is the answer. I've got it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, you are the way. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. You are the way. Okay, so that was the smaller version of it. But now let me share with you why that was really extra special for me. Number one, it's kind of twofold. So I'm very particular about words. I've been a writer my whole life. Um, in my opinion, words are an experience. And I always say that words cast spells. And percent. Right? <laughs> I'm going to tear into that with you. I, um, the word spiritual is really interesting to me because I, I really love the actual word. But an observation of mine, which may sound judgmental, but that's okay. Um, 
I've observed that there's more of this kind of costume around spirituality such that it kind of put a little bit of separation between me and that word in, in the sense of like, where I'm like, it's too deep, man. You, there, you can't, you can't fucking label this shit. Like, and the minute you do, you've created a separation from the actual integration that is this thing called spirituality. So that was, that was one aspect of it. The other part of that clip was that, um, and I didn't bring it, but I, I just put out, it was a four-year project, a self-actualization guided and illustrated journal called mm. The, the title of it is called You Are the Path. Mm. And w- so when you said, you know, the, what you said in that clip, like the path is you, <laughs> I just, I was like, I stopped everything. I was like, it just showed me, it told me where you live within yourself. It told me a lot about you. Mm. And so from that clip on, I was hooked, got your your awesome book. Congratulations on that. And every fucking clip, man, that I've ever taken in from you since then, it's just, it's pure fire. And I mean that with all my heart and soul. So now I'm passing you the mic and I'm going to do this a lot. Just throw (laughs) you shit and like, let you run with it because you just need to speak. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Roxy. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) That means a lot to me. Um, and uh, when you hit me up, I started checking your stuff out. And I think I, I followed you right away because you and your message just resonated with me in that vein of. I was having this conversation earlier today because I have a guy who I have a guy who just cuts my clips and yeah. he's. He's, he's, he's a master of it because he gets me and he just understands what I'm doing. And he's on the wave himself. And he's about 24. Um, shout out to Jarrett. You should check out his podcast too, Soul of Jarrett. But he just really gets it. And by the time you know, I told you I'm not, I haven't been feeling well. I'm like super mild with something happening inside of me. I don't know what it is. Call it, I guess in the modern day, we'd call it be feeling sick. Um, but now for me, every physical ailment that I experience is some sort of spiritual happening going on. It's my physical body calling to attention, something going on psycho, psychologically, emotionally for me that I need to become aware of or that I can step more deeply into. Um, and, and he cut a clip last night of me just talking about people's energy and how the words that we use, talking about words as casting spells, when someone's speaking to you and they're using certain words, yet their energy is telling you a different story learning to become mindful of that and observing that being able to, to see that when that's occurring. Of course, there's like a truck backing up. <laughs> <It's out. okay. laughs> um, <clears throat> and I was watching it and I was saying to myself, I was laughing because I thought sometimes it's so bizarre to me 
to think about how the path that I've walked and how I've gotten here playing football, all the stuff to get to this point where I just find myself talking on these podcasts about tuning into yourself. And that's truly my, my message at the end of the day, you are the way. And it, it continues to be more and more so all the time. Um, and I was watching this clip and I was going, you know, for me, it's so easy to slip into and one of my favorite books of all time, it's Here Now Are You by Bhagavan Das, who is the guy who brought Ram Das to meet Neem Karoli Baba, his guru in India. And I highly recommend it. And he talks about one of the most treacherous paths to walk is the path of the guru. Because the ego loves that path. The ego loves to take on this, this superiority role. Like I know everything. I'm the answer. I need followers. I need worshipers. The more recognition I can get in who I am and what I do, the better off I am, the more validated I am, the more worthy I am, the more superior I am. And there's a lot of that. Going back to your your initial comment of the word spirituality. There's a ton of people walking around going, I'm really spiritual. And they do the ayahuasca and they're doing the stuff and they're, you know, going in. And I think all that's great. I've done a lot of it. You know, I've done a lot of plant medicine. I've done, I've done a lot of stuff, a lot of modalities, physical, mental, emotional, um, digging, healing, reconfiguring, remembering all sorts of stuff. And it's been a necessary part of my process to get to where I am now. But all of that stuff was pointing me back to center. All of it, the whole way it was just pointing me back to who I truly am underneath it all underneath the chaos. You know, for me as a as a young man coming of age in this time, wherever we are, the 2000s, but, you know, I was yeah. born in 87, <laughs> grew up through the 90s, you know, started really stepping into my journey in high school, I would say. I mean, you know, childhood is, if if you're afforded the blessing of a true childhood, childhood is just play to Mm -hmm. immerse yourself in the joy of life not many of us get to have that experience I didn't either you know my childhood was very chaotic and dark and heavy and hard and I had to take a lot or you know I believed I had to take a lot of people and weight on my shoulders mm -hmm. um and that was really important for me in my own learning experience and playing football and mm -hmm my family disease of alcoholism and coming to terms with that substance abuse, depression, anxiety. My whole idea as a man was to be as big and powerful and successful and scary and revered and respected as I possibly could be. I thought that was the honorable path, you know, 
And yet for much of that time, I was abandoning myself. I was abandoning myself, you know, throughout. And truly only until about, I mean, it happens in stages, Mm -hmm. happens moment to moment. It's a really long process. It's been that way for me, this long trickle process to get here where I'm at, where, oh, I'm feeling not well. I feel heavy. I feel lethargic. I feel tired. I feel achy. I don't feel my best. Maybe instead of running around Mm -hmm. to get all the things done Mm -hmm. that I think I have to get done, maybe I'll just go lay down. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it's amazing because my, my, uh, my wife of eight years, now my ex-wife, we decided to separate and get a divorce in January. And, um, it's been truly a miraculous experience in how much love and compassion we've had for one another going through this process. Where it was it was some there were some hard years where we were really just tearing each other apart for lack of a better way to explain it, just to distill it down to a sentence. And you know, it has not been easy at all, even with the love and compassion and amicability. Um, but this time has forced me, for instance driving to that podcast to do that podcast with Sean mm-hmm. that was sometime in mid march late march early april i'd been living at my mother's house i moved out of my house moved in with my mom you know we're i'm making my way through this uncoupling you know untangling detaching from this really long relationship. We have a 10 year old daughter, two beautiful dogs, beautiful home. And I was driving to that podcast and feeling so much inside. And my mom calls me and she's like, Ed, how you doing? And I just burst into tears. I'm driving down the 101 and I'm just sobbing. And I had to pull over and just cry for like 25 minutes on my way to that podcast. And my mom was just like, Eb, sounds like you're really just in the grief. Mm. And I was like, God, it's amazing how I could be grieving something that it feels like a relief to be free from, you know, this really like, just heavy and hard relationship. Mm-hmm. And I love her so much. Like, God bless her. My ex-wife is a brilliant woman, super inspiring, powerful, great mother. Amazing. Like, amazing. But it had felt like a relief. And I think she would probably say the same. I think she would say the same. 
I believe she would say the same, that it felt like a relief to let each other go and to be free. And I was like, I didn't realize I could grieve something like that and feel all of this stuff, you know. But then I, my rational mind would come in and say, Eb, you've been together 12 years. There's so much intracellular unraveling that needs to happen here. Yeah. There's so many moments she'd been with me through some really dark, heavy times, trips to the hospital. I probably almost died a handful of times during my football career, hospitalized with dehydration, mm. a ruptured appendix, an infection in my spine, like all sorts of things that she was there for when we were together through. And so on that, that day, going to that podcast to do that show with Sean, I made the decision, I need a break. Yeah. The overwhelmed, the overwhelm that I'm feeling is not going to be remedied by doing more shit. Mm -hmm. You know, and at that time I've got my podcast, I'm doing coaching, I'm doing individual coaching, corporate coaching, mm. you know, I'm running myself ragged to prove my worth to the world, to validate myself to myself. Yeah. You know, forget about the world. Because at the end of the day, it was like, Eb, when am I going to be enough for me? Mm. When do I get to be enough for myself? Yeah. Because that's all that matters. No one's holding a gun to your head going, you have to do this in order to be free, in order to be proven, in order to be authenticated no it's just you yeah. it's you and you you're in there that's it mm -hmm. you know <laughs> i do <laughs> i really I do know you know. <laughs> i know you know um and that was a super you know this year has been a a year of of miracles for me you know of learning how to listen to myself mm. And so, and the mind blower is in all of my egos screaming and yelling and kicking and fighting that, Eb, if you stop doing the podcast, you're going to be a total failure. Eb, if you stop doing, taking all the business opportunity calls, you're going to be a complete failure. Eb, if you stop and take care of yourself here, how the fuck are you going to make money? How are you going to be anything? How are you going to do anything? And whatever it's been, because it hasn't been easy, but I'm in this place, I think, I feel, I believe primarily because of the daily practices that I've cultivated for myself over the last five or six years, meditating every day, doing yoga, clearing out this physical vessel, mm -hmm. making myself as clear and clean as I possibly can be, taking time to get still and quiet. I'm a, I've afforded myself this opportunity to just observe what happens and not react out of that place, not react out of the the conjured mind chaos that inevitably comes that perhaps one day will be completely silenced. But until then, that's the practice. Mm -hmm. you know, that's why we call it a practice. Cause every time mm -hmm. 
It's not going anywhere, dude. You're not getting away from yourself. (laughs) As much as we want to try, I've tried really hard to run away from myself. And he just keeps showing up. (laughs) He's tapping your other shoulder like over here. Hey, dude, we're still here. Oh, okay. Oh, Oh, I I didn't get away yet. Okay. (laughs) You know, it's so... Through all of that mind chaos of Eb, you got to do this. Eb, you gotta, you gotta keep it going. You gotta, and I just don't. The universe has brought me the most incredible aligned opportunities that I could have ever possibly imagined and dreamed of. For instance, I had this production company come through come seemingly out of the ether you know it's Mm -hmm. like how did this opportunity even come about i end up going to lunch with my assistant noah who someone and your team's Mm -hmm. probably been in contact with who handles like all of my administrative scheduling and helps with all sorts of things going to lunch with him and his dad and there's a guy who runs a production company at this lunch who says Eb, i want to produce your podcast and they have a they stream on apple tv and it's called altered tv and it's just like this huge opportunity that's literally the exact thing that i needed to keep my podcast going and to take it to the next level you know so awesome yeah and it's just i couldn't have done that if i tried yeah yeah. I couldn't have made that happen if I tried. I wouldn't even know really where to look. I mean, I would know, I know people who are in production who do various things, but that I was stuck in, I've got to do it all myself. Yeah. And then here comes this opportunity of people who are like, Eb, we want to produce it, shoot it, distribute it, pay you as talent and producer, you know, That's give you a studio to record in whatever you can dream it to be, we'll make it happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah. You know? <laughs> that is, like, well, congratulations. Oh, That's so you. exciting for all of thank us you. in the world too. Honestly, literally. Thank um, you. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. And it's, uh, it's revelatory. And there's been a handful of other things like that. Opportunities to do events and being called to do more events and teaching. I love to teach, you know, I love teaching yoga and breath work and mm-hmm. mindfulness and just being with people. I love connecting with people because to me, it's about letting everybody know you are the answer, dude. Like you have everything inside of you that you will ever need to be the greatest version of yourself that you can possibly be. And there are some practices, there are some ways to peel back the layers to get down to the core essence of who you are. Mm-hmm. And that's that's also different for everybody, you know, because I can find myself going, oh, well, you got to do breath work, you got to do meditation. I don't know if you're super anchored in who you are and your truth and you wake up every morning and you're just willing to follow that, that inner sense mm-hmm. wherever it takes you. Yeah. Living mindfully is about the best thing we could possibly do to live in our highest greatness, live in our divine truth mm-hmm. of what's happening inside of us. Yeah. 
yeah, those are just pathways and channels to support you, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, um, I, no, please don't. No, go ahead. No, well, no, 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 no. I I, I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'll, I'll jump in and just say, um, uh -huh. you know, I mean, ugh, everything you shared, there's so many pieces of that, that in that to tear, um, tease out. But one of the main things that I love about everything you share, everything you just shared, but just truly like every, every clip I've ever heard of you is it's so clear to me that you live from your heart. And so for me, how I frame, you know, this is like my poetic writer part do of it. me, but do it, Roxy. I love that. <laughs> so the authentic self is where the heart your authentic self is in your heart. It's also the voice of your intuition. It's mm. the voice of your highest self. It's it's where, yeah. to me, I feel like your heart is your home to your ultimate self, your highest frequency, and essentially, it is your north star. It's like the it's it's mm. it's your ultimate, you know, the kind of what's going to lead you to the greatest fulfillment that you can attain in your life, right? Your mind is interesting. I view the mind as like the 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 devoted architect to mm. the queen that is the heart, right? So mm. <laughs> you're so sweet. I'm getting so poetic, but this is I'll keep it simple. No, no, I totally vibe with that. So I keep could, going. You're 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 I love you're this. speaking the language. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. so for me, because here's here's the thing in my life I'm, you know, it's, I'm, I'm in my forties, 44. Um, and I also had an upbringing that, you know, my childhood, there was a lot of hardship there. You know, I have three brothers, mm -hmm. sister, fucking awesome family. Mom's a legend. Just so many, there are a, uh -huh. a lot of challenges, um, that forged us to be who we are today and to live very powerfully. I say powerfully because we do live with strength and resilience. My entire life, I can honestly look back and say, okay, you have truly been living from your heart. It has not created an easy life for you because either way, mm -hmm. when if you are, if you're not staying true to your heart, you're going to face pain. You're going to face discomfort, whether you realize it in the immediate or not. It could be a slow fucking process, like a pebble in your shoe that becomes debilitating because all of a sudden later in life, you're like, who the fuck am I? And what have I been living? Versus mm -hmm. if you do stay devoted to your heart, operating from this you know, truth, well, you're going to let people down. There's going to be pain. There's going to be rejection. There's, you're gonna, so either you're not escaping the pain or the discomfort, no. right? So yeah. you just get to choose. And I have truly, <laughs> I'm telling you this with all my heart and soul, and I have fucking journals, like three decades worth to prove, like I have lived from this, this voice inside my heart, the going back to my poetic little, you know, the, the mind is the architect. The goal is. I love that. I the, love that analogy. Honestly, the best I've you. heard. Oh, that, thank you. I, I receive the goal uh -huh. is uh -huh. to let the queen lead and mm. your mind, you know, so it's like the masculine is the mind the feminine is the heart. Let her lead and the mm. mind puts shit in action. The mind is actually what makes, so she says, hey, go this way. Like in your mm. case, let's bring it back to you. When, you when, when you're getting the messages, the cues, the signals to slow the fuck down, to stop, mm -hmm. to just take a moment, surrender, 
that's your heart telling you like, yeah. hey, this is what you need to do right now. The mind, when the mind, if if you if the mind isn't in check, the mind will be like, what are you mm. talking about? No, we, no, we don't. We need to fucking keep going. If we don't do this, we're going to die. Yeah. Right? And yeah. what you did is you put the fucking mind in check. You're like, hey, listen, thank you, but no thank you. You're going you're gonna to fucking take a backseat right now. You're going to listen to me. And I feel that anytime we are operating from our heart, from our authentic self, from the voice of our intuition, that is when we are most synthesized with the universe and the highest frequency of our self, our potential. And that is when these radical opportunities and, you know, just like really fulfilling experiences, they, they, they have a stronger pathway to come and meet you because you're not fucking gripping and trying to, you know, just be all heady and produce from that point. You're you're listening and that shit's hard. What you did is hard. It's hard to fucking surrender and it's hard to <laughs> to to let go and to trust. It was a long <laughs> rant. I think it's the hardest thing. No, it's so good. I think it's the hardest thing you could possibly do. Um and everything you said brought up a lot for me. It's interesting. There's that saying in food, like with food, with taking care of your physical health. I think it's pay the farmer now or the doctor later. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. You know, it's the same thing exactly. with like following your mind or your heart or letting your mind. Mm -hmm. Because, right, you can. Think about how many people in the world are taking the logical path. Mm -hmm. Always. They yeah. get a good job. Pays well. They live a comfortable life. That doesn't mean you're going to be fulfilled or content or living a life of joy and love. Like that doesn't, those two things don't equate. Um. And inevitably, to some degree, at, at some point on that journey, you're going to end up having to take steps that fulfill your heart, that fulfill your heart's desires. Also, you think about on a, this has been measured scientifically about the I think it's an electromagnetic field. The yes. electromagnetic field that your heart generates mm -hmm. is a hundred times greater than the electromagnetic field that your mind generates. Yeah. And so when you start talking about your heart center being the voice of your higher self, of your intuition, I mean, on a quantum level, that's true. That's real. That's scientifically accurate. Yeah. You know? I also love the idea of the mind as the architect, because I think even, even in my own evolution and talking about this stuff, I have fallen into repeating the idea of getting out of your mind and into your heart. While that's true, your mind is still this immensely powerful tool beyond imagination. And anything 
for instance, a clip just came out because I was talking about this on a podcast earlier this weekend, but those spontaneous thoughts, ideas, moments of inspiration, realization that billow up from your heart or billow up out of nowhere, you need your mind, like you were saying, to get into action. Mm -hmm. And to take the step to actualize that heart desire yeah. or that heart calling. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> like you said, we get into a lot of trouble. And one of my favorite guys of all time, Ram Dass, speaks on this frequently, says this frequently. The mind is a wonderful servant, but a tyrannical master. Mm -hmm. So your mind will just totally keep you really small and contained. Yeah. Yeah, I see the mind as, you know, how I said the heart is the feminine, that the mind is the masculine. We, the, and in my world. It's an interesting, I think that's an interesting way to put depiction it. Of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. here's the other part that goes with it. The mind is the doing and the heart is the being. And both, you know, the masculine, the feminine, the being and the doing, yeah. this is nature. We need both. This is, yeah. you, you, one doesn't, tr you know, trump the other. It's, it's that unity, you know, and I remember coming to this in my writing literally decades ago where I'm like, there's no competition between the mind and the heart. Right. They're the ultimate team, you know, mm -hmm. and ultimate team. you just, you want to get to a place where First of all, you understand that concept because here's the thing, and I'd love for you to speak on this. You know, we've we've been groomed to look down on the heart. Don't mm -hmm. listen to your heart. You know what I mean? Like it's all you know. Like the the heart is weak. Um, we've also been groomed to look outside there. Just keep mm -hmm. going there. Build your business. Get your degree. <laughs> Go into the like relationships, finance. We have not been directed to, to go into self, you know, yeah. to like to go in. And it's one of the greatest things about, you know, being a writer and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure. Yeah. It's just, it's always brought me in, inward. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Writing is such a powerful tool. It's been absolutely transformative for me over the years. I love you that know. you wrote a book. I mean, how did that feel? Because, for, and I truly, I mean this, your book is, it's so wonderful. It's, I love that we get to learn about, you know, pieces of your journey. You're very vulnerable and just, I mean, needless to say, authentic. It's just felt throughout the the, the whole book. I also love just from a writer's perspective, when you're, you really get in the details to bring the reader into you know, the backyard where you're doing your breath work and taking in nature and connecting, like I feel it, right? Then that's mm. your writing. And then mm. of course, the incredible tools, you know, that you you share is these, you know, these practices that can help an individual just, you know, come home to self, feel better in body and then, you know, move mm -hmm. through life in this more kind of whole, you know, optimal state. Um, but yeah, talk to me about, cause I, I know in the book, you mentioned that you've always loved writing. You even went to school and, you know, there was a focus on writing, but then you, you know, your career as an NFL yeah. player, but then you come back to writing a book. Yeah. 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 I think exactly what you said 
writing has always been this thing that's brought me back into center. You know, it's brought me back into, it's put me in touch with myself and it's enabled me to unpack the things that are happening inside of me in a very objective way so that I can see what's true and what's not what's ego centered and what's heart centered and learning how to discern between the two. Um, I think whatever, wherever you're at, whoever you are, if you're compelled to study yourself or get to know yourself better, start journaling. You know, start meditating and start journaling. Um, it's always been massively therapeutic for me. It's always been an unbelievable, unbelievably powerful way for me to learn about the truth of myself, like I said, and discerning what's true and what's fiction. You know, because we walk through life for a long time we walk through life holding this identity over ourselves this this very specific identity of who we are what we do what it's supposed to look like right and wrong black and white it's got to be this can't be that if it's that i'm fucked <laughs> can't be like that got to be like this if it doesn't work out <laughs> I'm fucking destroyed, you know, and it's just not real. That's not real. That's all an illusion. There's infinite possibilities. And I think one of the blessings of whatever it is I've done, I don't, I can't really tell you. It's just been a daily commitment to getting back to center over and over again and peeling back the layers and it's looked really ugly it's looked like shit at times it's been really difficult really painful it has not been easy at all like you said this it's a courageous one to follow your heart it's a courageous journey takes a lot of courage takes a lot of commitment takes a lot of strength it takes a lot of patience it takes a lot of gentleness because you're your heaviest hardest critic and whether you know it or not how many times a day does just a thought or something occur you speak a word take an action do something that you're then beating yourself up for it for the next 24 hours week month year lifetime yeah yeah i call self-compassion a fucking high performance tool because it gives you space to be human you know and to stop to back the fuck off yourself allow yourself to learn made a mistake okay cool what can we do how do we learn you know hardship you're going through Mm -hmm. hardship do you need to be harder on yourself already like you know so (laughs) carry on sorry i had to (laughs) but it's so true it just it's supporting what you're sharing the most the most radically transformative thing 
I have done in my life is learning how to love myself. The most radically transformative thing, action I've taken. What does it look like for you, self-love? Like, what is that in your day-to-day life, like, by way of that? Like, maybe it's, well, actually, I don't want to give it. What does it look like, um, your version of (laughs) self-love? You don't want to give me too much to... <laughs> you don't want to give me too much. To I could have served you something about. right there, but I'm like, no, I want it no, no, straight from you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Well, it's interesting going back to our cultural conditioning, family, friends, school, society, TV, advertising, movies, all of this is conditioning us to think and feel and be a certain way. And when you start, I've seen it. In clips that I've posted, I keep saying that you you started off with the clip. It's all good. It's, Bring it's in just the clips. An interesting. <laughs> it's really an interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. Social media is a place where you really see where people are at. Mm. Yeah. To me, where I'm at now, if someone's full of shit. I see it like crystal clear. Mm -hmm. If someone's real and authentic and in their fucking anchored in their feet, you can see it. You can feel it. Mm -hmm. And I've had some clips posted where I'm talking about self-love. I believe truly we've we're stepped, we've moved into this age of love. And people are like, there's wars, there's hunger, there's all this. It's a fucking nightmare, man. The world is fucked. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's true. That is true. But when you think about collectively where we're at and what I'm seeing and the people around me, my immediate community, friends, family, the place I live, the yoga studio I go to and teach at the the greater soul tribe that i'm coming into contact with at events and other things that i go to and then seeing sort of the collective unfolding through social media which i think it's just it's an incredible container of consciousness unfolding in front of us you know the good the bad the ugly the indifferent all of it is happening right there and you can just see it yeah doing it the hard way is not working anymore. Mm. Doing it the, the way of violence will making it happen, pushing yourself to the limit and over the edge to be successful, whatever it's destroying people. Mm. And so what I mean, when I say I, it appears to me as though we're moving into the age of love which if you look at the yugas and the yogic like like grand calendar of all of the history of the universe, we've moved through the Kali Yuga and then we're moving back into the Sat Yuga or something like that. So the Kali Yuga is like the age of chaos and death and darkness. We've just moved through that. We're moving back into this age of love and light. 
And I've noticed it in myself in my own life because doing it the hard way, I'm not feeling well, mm-hmm. but I still have X, Y, and Z to get done today. You know, I'm moving into a new apartment. I need to get rugs. Fuck. <laughs> like, when am I going to go get a rug? <laughs> you know, I had a, I had a call earlier and I was going to run and try to look at rugs before oh, our man. podcast. <laughs> and after my first call, I was like, you know, I feel fucking tired and heavy and worn out. I'm just going to go lie down before this podcast. <laughs> and I did that. And it was perfect, you know, because I came in here, I have energy, I'm inspired, I'm excited to be here. And then your energy is fantastic. So I feed off of that. And now we get to have a great conversation. And every time in my life now, when I try to go it the hard way, I just get fucking body slammed by the universe. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I just get fucking body slammed. The universe is like, no, man sit the fuck down, do less, Mm. take it slow. You don't have to do so much. So then when you ask me more specifically, what does the loving myself look like? It's every time something arises, I'm triggered. I feel anger. I feel shame. I feel not worthy. I just let that feeling be there. And I imagine myself as a little boy. I imagine myself as a little boy. And I just love myself. I hug myself. Say, it's okay, man. It's okay. It's okay to be angry. It's it's valid for you to be angry, actually. For a long time, I beat myself up for being anger, angry. Especially when I started healing and getting on the spiritual path and be like, yeah, you're fucking spiritual. Why the fuck are you angry? You're just fucking judging. I'm a human being. Yeah. yeah. I'm a fucking human being. Right. And yeah, that pissed me off. That's right. okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yep. I do a lot of hot yoga, Bikram Same. style yoga, 26 and two. I think it's, it's been the most transformative modality that I've ever done. It's the most psychedelic experience of anything I've ever done. Ayahuasca, mushrooms, LSD, nothing puts you in confrontation with yourself like stepping into a 105 degree room with 50% humidity and you're doing the same 26 fucking postures and you're just put to the test of who you are and where you're at. And you can't go anywhere. <laughs> there you are. <laughs> you can't go anywhere. So it's like, yeah. well, I have to just be with myself. And what is it? It's really hard to be in there and to be in complete conflict with yourself and not be able to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. The only thing you can do is surrender to where you're at. That's all you can do because you're so fucking hot. You feel like you're going to die. You're really lucky when you're in that room and you get to that place where you actually believe I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm going to die. <laughs> and then you just lay there. You keep breathing. 
And all of a sudden you pass through this corridor and you're into this unimaginable bliss and you did nothing. You just sat with it. And I've been in that room and it's really been a practice to when I'm feeling that, you know, whatever it is comes up, rage, Mm -hmm. anxiety, shame, guilt, just utter suffering. And then to really practice, intentionally practice loving whatever sensation comes up. Love it, man. Don't run away. Mm -hmm. Don't tell yourself it's supposed to be different. Don't fucking try to escape. You know, we've got a million ways to escape nowadays. What if you just be with that thing and you love it because it's you and you love that thing? All of a sudden, love is like this fucking wave that just washes everything away. And what you realize when you commit to this, and it's a process, you know, a lot of people might hear this. You might see this clip one day and they go, yeah, man, but that shit doesn't fucking work. Yeah, it doesn't work one time. You do it every fucking moment. Every time something comes up because you're committed to it. You're committed to being different. You're you're committed to transforming yourself, being the greatest version of yourself that you can possibly be. And when you start to love yourself, no matter what comes up, all you have is love for the outside world. No matter what it is, you come into contact with difficult people every single day. Mm-hmm. You come into contact with challenging situations, adversity every single day. What if you now, little by little, you cultivate the capacity to be in compassion in all of those situations, which makes you less reactive, which gives you the opportunity to respond in a way that doesn't feed the chaos, feed the suffering. If somebody comes at you and they say, it's your fucking fault, you fucking did this, X, Y, Z, fuck you, how could you do that? (laughs) You're a fucking asshole, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Immediately, your ego, your persona in that relationship, in that situation goes into into a defense mode. You want to lash back out, prove them wrong, Mm -hmm. show them that they're the asshole, fuck them, you're not right, I'm right, you're wrong, et cetera, et cetera. What does that do? That keeps you in that adversarial relationship. Yeah. Because now you've validated everything they've said. In their world, you have validated being an asshole. Sure. Because you continue not to hear them and acknowledge them and understand, be compassionate with where they're at and where they're coming from. Now, this is extremely difficult. Yeah. This is extremely, this is the most difficult task you could possibly take on yeah. in your lifetime is not reacting with that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to react. You don't have to. Right then, 
There's no reason that you can't just take a breather, say, thank you for saying that. Take a walk, go mm-hmm. somewhere on fire, go somewhere else. Yeah. Get out of that space. Mm-hmm. Totally hot inside, ready to fucking explode. You probably will feel like that. Mm-hmm. But take a moment, let it happen. Some of the best tools in that in a situation like that. I'm giving you yeah, all of it. Bring sense. it. Call up somebody that you really trust and love. Mm-hmm. Vent to them. Say everything you wanted to say to that person. Say it to them and let them hear it. Someone you really trust, who you know you can vent to, who you know has no opinion on the situation whatsoever. Yeah. Then that brings you down. That releases some of the pressure from the cooker. Mm-hmm. Then. Figure out what the fuck do you really need? What do you need in this situation? For me, a lot of times, what do I need here? Hmm, okay. I need to set a boundary. I need to express how that made me feel. Perhaps, and this is moment to moment, situation to situation, maybe you need to make an amends. Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to acknowledge what that person said take accountability for something you did that hurt them or made them feel the way that ignited this explosion. Mm -hmm. Say, you know what? I apologize for doing that to you. I recognize that my words, actions, what's whatever it was hurt you. And that was not my intention. My boundary or What I need to express to you is I would love it if you could have expressed that to me in a way that wasn't so hurtful. Yeah. Because I see you, I hear you, I understand where you're coming from. Right there, you just dissolved that adversarial, that nose-to-nose positioning. Yeah. And you help that person recognize that, hey, this person, and usually stuff like this, this is with your, your loved ones. Mm-hmm. This is with your closest friends. This is with someone that you probably spend a lot of time with. Yeah. And you put yourselves back in that position of, hey, we're on the same team. Dude. I love you. I care about you. I made a mistake. I apologize. Here's my boundary. I would like it if the next time I hurt you or whatever it is or whatever happens that we can just talk about it. Because it's really hurtful what you said, and usually that that those types of those types of reactions come with a lot of generalizations or mm-hmm. a lot of you know painful things that get said. Yeah, that that probably weren't necessary. Dramatizations, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. So um, yeah, but that is only possible when you start to love yourself first. And I fucking love everything you just shared. I also want to highlight something that is to me very present within you. And it, it, it's really, I think a, it's the starting point to even learning how to love yourself um, and to be in this really higher state of emotional intelligence. And that is self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is what's going to, like I said, just mm. it, 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 because if you're not, if you're not operating with active levels of self-awareness, I mean, you're, you're 
you're just, you're not conscious of self. You're not, and I'm not talking about, you know, looking at yourself with judgment. It's just being in observation of self, right? And, mm. and making that a constant practice. I think this is probably something, like you said in, in your writing, right? Writing gave you um, many opportunities or constant opportunities, right? To go into self and to examine and to observe and not necessarily judge, right? So you can cultivate mm-hmm. this kind of, this level of self. Because if it, there's so many people who are just not, um, <laughs> I can't remember if it was like a clip, clip or in your book. I think it was in your book where you, you were saying something about, um, you like kind of have an issue with um, being the word awake or like something. Was that- yeah, yeah. And I'm laughing because I'm like, I, I feel the same way. That's why I'm kind of hesitating to use that word. But it's just, I know, you know, I know. I've done the same thing. <laughs> when I got there in the book, I'm like, God, this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. But that self-awareness, um, I talk a lot about self-awareness because I, it, here's the thing. It's not. It's not flashy. It's you can't hang it on your wall. You can't fucking drive in it. You can't put yeah. it in your bank account. You're not sleeping with it. Like it's so yeah. it's, you know, so it's a harder sell, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're, you know, just we're, we're we're being sold all the other shit. But it really is the number one, you know, essential intangible attribute an attribute that allows you to become more whole and live in your heart allows you to develop real, you know, strong levels of self-love, which then in mm. my, I, I see that as the precursor to developing real self-confidence, true self-confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, what would you say about self-awareness specifically? Because like I said, it's a harder sell, but I really do mm. believe it's something that needs to be addressed more. What do you what do you mean by it's a harder sell? It's a harder sell. So advising someone to say, hey, look, you know, um oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> hey, can you be more self-aware? <laughs> <laughs> or like do this work. That brings you because because we're sold like more now faster. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. self awareness isn't like you said. It's like this has just been a long continuation, you know, a journey of your life to to be where you are and you know be in the space yeah. with yourself. I think it's funny. I think it's <laughs> funny. You made me think of something that's sort of side to that, but I think of a lot of these motivational guys. And I love, I love a lot of them. Tony Robbins, um, David Goggins, these guys who are really just like drilling. Yeah. And it's great. And it worked for me for a long time. It was really powerful for me. And I have found myself, there is a, there is a balance. I'm just curious that this is totally random and sort of off the self-awareness topic, but cool. maybe not actually. <laughs> we'll find out. What does it look like when that guy hits the wall? Does he ever hit the wall? Does he just power through the wall? And what happens at the end of that? You know? Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love, I love what David Goggins has brought to the world and his message. I think it's really powerful. And I've been talking about this 
a lot actually is especially in context to spirituality and this idea of knowing where the edge is and being able to look over the edge and see the edge. For instance, the monks that are living in the Himalayas that have been, that meditate for 20 hours a day in complete quiet stillness and they cultivate this unimaginable sense of clarity peace serenity inside themselves yet that's not useful for your modern day american at all but what is useful about that is to see where you can go when you dedicate yourself to a meditation practice or a yoga practice what how much mindfulness and stillness self-awareness can you cultivate in yourself and live in the high speed capital capitalistic economy that we live in i think capitalism is great mm -hmm. we've just gone wrong with corporatism mm -hmm. you know but so like striving to achieve your dreams i think that's what a gift, what an immense gift of Western culture to have that. But so, like with David Goggins, knowing like, where is the edge when you push yourself through the discomfort over and over again? I'm going to move inside really quick because yeah. this fucking, this fucking <laughs> guy's doing his thing. <laughs> I um, love it. I don't even have a couch yet. It's perfect. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Oh, yeah. Totally. No rug, no couch. Super <laughs> fun. Like going... <laughs> um, so it's useful to know where the edge is and to be able to look over the edge and go, ah, this is, these are the possibilities. This is the possibility of what I can achieve if I commit myself to a practice if I'm super disciplined and I exercise that. So when for me, a lot of times the people that need to become more self-aware, <laughs> you can't go in the front door. That's why I believe it's super useful to say, hey, meditation is a super great thing to do. Maybe you should try it. Mm. Hey, dedicating 30 minutes to an hour of your day every day to take a long walk, get still, be quiet, be alone, put your phone down, go step into nature, connect with yourself, disconnect from the world, super valuable doing yoga, doing something that any really, I mean, I use yoga because that's my, yeah, I'm choice. with you. I'm yes. You know? Oh yeah. I'm same hot yoga, the whole fucking practice. Same. I'm just, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And there is a metaphysical happening when you're in those postures. Mm. That's different from say going and lifting weights. Mm -hmm. 
or going for a run or whatever it is, because you're actually putting your body into a position that ignites all of these hormones, your serotonin, your dopamine, your tryptophan. It reorganizes your nervous system, Mm -hmm. gets you out of the amygdala. And there's actual, like that's scientific. It's the yogic science. Yoga is a science. Yeah. So, but, hey, somebody's like, I meet guys all the time. Dude, I can't do yoga. I'm not flexible. Mm. I'm like, bro, neither am I. It has nothing to do with (laughs) flexibility. I mean, yeah, am I more flexible than the average six foot six? former pro football player. Yeah, for sure. But it didn't start out that way. It's taken a lot of time and work to get to that place, you know, but yoga has nothing to do with flexibility. Yoga is all about durability, resilience, connecting with yourself, unifying yourself, mental, physical, emotional. It's yoga is union. You know, you know this Roxy. So there are all of these side doors and back way, back alley entrances to get to self-awareness, you know? And so even in the food, yes. Hey man, look at what you eat. Think about what you eat. You don't feel good. The first thing, the foundational element of you feeling good, feeling clear, feeling like you have any, energy, willpower to move through your day is to look at what food you're eating. Mm -hmm. And that starts to cultivate some self-awareness. That starts to cultivate this this inner knowing of who you are and what's going on underneath the surface. I was thinking about this earlier today. I, I think about it a lot. I mean, the difference between me five years ago and me today is like light years light years and the difference really being where my focus was Mm -hmm. you know my focus back then was on so much of the external stuff Mm -hmm. what am I going to do who am I going to be yeah how am I going to make money yeah world you know my life is fucked if I can't make ends meet if I can't do this if I can't do that I can't keep them happy if I can't do this I won't be happy and the difference now is I don't look at any of that stuff. I just look at this right here. Where am I at? Am I in alignment with what's happening inside of me? Mm. And then somehow, miraculously, the universe, God, takes care of the rest. You know? And going, going way back to the first thing you said almost about the word spirituality, once again, we want to put spirituality in this box that's over here or somewhere <laughs> outside. <laughs> but the spirituality is all of this. It's the physical, the mental, the emotional coming into one. Mm. That's the spiritual experience. You know, that's spirituality in action. That's spiritual. That's the spiritual dimension happening right in front of you. Um, I don't know if that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. It, it, so I, I feel, I believe that there is no separation. We are the universe. The universe is us. And what it's just that, like, for example, I see it as I'm, I have the opportunity in this one life that I'm living to express 
the universe through my unique voice, my unique frequency, my unique essence, my unique heart, right? We all do. I'm just using myself Mm -hmm. as the example. Yes. Right? And when we start to separate or see ourselves as separate, I think that's where things get, you know, there's tension and friction and maybe even illness and things. But the more that we stay rooted in that, I mean, everyone's going to, I'm never here to tell anybody what to think or what to teach. I'm just inviting ideas and concepts, perhaps strategies, tactics, you know, um, because I can truly say to you that I live in a deep state of wholeness with myself. I love myself. I respect myself. I, Mm. I, you know, I have a very deep relationship with, I call her my muse. She's also called the woman in the mirror. She's also called my highest self, my future self, but she's the highest expression of me. And every day in meditation, we, uh, we're in conversation. So my meditation is not quiet. Mm. It's very, um, it's, 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 it's deep. But uh-huh. I feel, I I'm sure you, <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my take is so, so when you say like, does it make sense? It makes so much sense to me. And I, I think, you know, what feels so good, Evan, for me about this is like, look, I, I'm, I'm a path creator. I mm. am constantly put on my fucking knees mm. in my life because <laughs> by the way, like I'm, but I'm reaching for it. You know, I have a whole tagline. It's really like seek the fight. It's like, look, I'm in the arena and I'm, I'm going for it. I'm here to express myself. And that means I'm inviting fucking challenge. And so, you know, the best part about having this unbreakable relationship with me and my highest self and really, you know, this integration with the universe this conscious integration with the universe is that as I move through my life and I'm on my knees and I'm facing these challenges, number one, I'm never alone. I'm always with myself in my writing. I'm always capitalizing self for a reason. Number two, I can move through the challenges with an entirely different, it's just a different energy because I'm not doing it just on my own. Like I'm with Mm -hmm. me, I'm on my team and with the universe as well. Like that whole, it's this Mm -hmm. whole, it's this whole fucking package, man. And it just, it feels different. So I guess what I'm essentially trying to say is like, look, I'm not saying that coming into this state of wholeness and this relationship with yourself avoids challenge and you don't want to avoid challenge. Like you, you need the friction to fucking fortify, right? But, mm-hmm. but you, you do want to be on your team, and you do want to feel unity. And going back to you know a segment that you you know where you were talking about um, loving yourself and every emotion. You know, I'll just share with you, like in my own life, when <laughs> when fucking when those emotions or the inner critic, like sometimes I'll just put my hand on my heart and be like, rocks, like. I fucking get it, girl. This is valid. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, but like, come on. Let's just, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, let's just take a moment. I feel you, but we're all right. Let's just Mm -hmm. keep it moving, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's what having this, cultivating this relationship, you know, that's one part of it, what it does. And I just, it's priceless, you know, Mm -hmm. to be able to have this experience in this life like this. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. (laughs) I think that's the biggest, that's a big misconception that people might have about 
loving and loving yourself coming into feeling whole like healing those wounds so that you can be whole inside because so much of what we do is just about filling the hole filling the god hole you know <laughs> <laughs> all the stuff food sex drugs alcohol job all of it it's like relationships you're just like trying to fill this hole mm. because you don't feel whole mm-hmm. <laughs> and um you know and once you get to that place i think a lot of people imagine that oh then i'm not going to feel suffering anymore mm-hmm. i'm not going to experience challenges and the truth is no challenges are always going to be there adversity suffering pain it's all a natural part of life but your relationship to that changes so that you're not spun out like you said you know you're something occurs whatever it is something unforeseen whatever it might be mm-hmm. all the things mm-hmm. all the things there's all sorts of things that are happening that challenge us And so instead of letting the mind run you into the ground of, holy shit, we're fucked, this is over, or life is over, what a disaster, you're able to just meet that thing with your highest self that you can muster, that's available. Mm -hmm. And you can respond accordingly, and usually it turns out that that challenge was exactly what you needed to get to the next place, to get to exactly where you need to be. Because you're right here. You're right exactly where you need to be right here, right now. You know, and constantly checking the mind because it's that it's a slippery, it's a very slippery slope. The ego loves to take on the, the spiritual persona of, oh, we found the answer. We made it. We're in the clear now. Here we are. We've we've been realized, we've ascended all the things. And then inevitably something happens that shows you that, oh, there's still more work to do. There's still more challenge. There's still more adversity. There's still more things happening that are out of our control, Mm -hmm. you know. But you get to learn something about yourself and you get to grow and expand at each and every turn. And you don't have to dip into the chaos and the and the death and the destruction. Mm. And you get to make, there's infinite possibilities, you know. And when you decide an outcome, you're literally limiting the infinity of the universe into one little pinhole <laughs> of possibility. There's a word I think you'll love that I love, and it's possibilitarian. I am a possibilitarian. I love that. <laughs> so I love that. I'm good, <laughs> Because you have no idea. You have no idea the miracle that lies in front of you. Mm. You know, when you're just open. Mm -hmm. Hey, man, that didn't work out the way we thought it was going to. But maybe that's the best thing that possibly could have happened. Well, you in the book, (laughs) this was another point. I mean, I just put out an episode around remaining like moving through your life, being flexible, being agile. So you don't become rigid. And there, you know, you talk about mm-hmm. flexibility in your book. And again, like I'm just smiling as I'm reading this because we're not just talking about, you know, your mobility. We're, we're right. Just, right. <laughs> and the importance, and you just, you know, kind of tease that a little bit, but 
you want to pull on that string and the importance of it, you know? I mean. Absolutely. I mean, flexibility is fundamental. And I think I use a quote from John Wooden that was perfect. Flexibility is the key to stability. And just being able to, I mean, you break it down, flex able. Are you able to flex and move with whatever comes at you? If you, I think I'm specifically, I use, for instance, your routine and your discipline as a vehicle to illustrate how it's more necessary to be flexible. Mm -hmm. So you build, you create the perfect routine regimen for yourself that makes you feel so fucking good and alive and energized. And it's exactly what you need. But then you go and you travel, Mm -hmm. you go somewhere, you're out of your element, you're out of your own space and you don't have access to the things that were a part of your typical daily routine. Are you going to fall apart (laughs) because you can't do your normal thing? Are you going to just go, oh, well, like, I, how can I exist? I couldn't do my meditation and I couldn't do my breath work and I couldn't, you know, get my, make my coffee the way I need it to be made. And no, because then your, your regiment and your discipline is literally working against you. Yeah. You're fragile. Yeah. You're fragile. You're rigid. You can't move and you can't flex and because the most important thing is to be in your highest mm-hmm. state, your highest greatness, mm-hmm. whatever comes your way, wherever you are, whenever it is. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, the only way to do that is to do all the things that we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Learning how to love yourself. Learning how to get quiet and be still cultivating self-awareness because at the end of the day, like for me, it's just about what do I need to do to get right here? Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. I love, I do meditate and I do do breath work and I do get exercise and I do all these things every day, Mm -hmm. but sometimes it's not, you know, I got to get my daughter to school at a certain time, but I also need sleep. So like, right. You know, am I going to wake up at 5.30 and do my thing? Or maybe I'm just going to sleep in, enjoy my morning, take my daughter to school. And then sometime during the day, I'll get that stuff in if I really need to. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like take three deep breaths in the car with my daughter on the way to school and tell each other three things that we're grateful for. I love that. I mean, ultimately, they're tools to keep you open, to keep you connected and to keep you in your most optimal state of really harmony, right? So mm-hmm. can you get yes, that? Harmony can you get great word. Right. I love it. it's it's always it's it's like the driving force for me. Like what if I have to make a decision, what's going to keep me in my highest state of harmony, right? Mm. This or that, right? So you being in that example of, you know, having that moment with your daughter and three deep breaths, like that will put you in an optimal state of harmony. 
you know, so it doesn't, I, I so agree with you. And I loved how you put that in the book too, because it makes me want to send you a clip of a podcast I did. Um, I don't know if you know Rich Divini, but he's an incredible former Navy mm. SEAL commander. We mm-hmm. literally were talking about that. And I made the same fucking face as you. And I'm like, oh, you can't meditate? What are you going to fucking fall apart? <laughs> Like, and it's part of my every day. I'm a waker between four and five, five o'clock, five thirty naturally. And you know, and I love my morning ritual. I use ritual instead of routine. I love um, that too. But if if you got to mix it up because life is happening, like that's fine because you don't. You're not relying on these tools to feel what you need to feel. You're just activating certain feelings and pathways, you're using these tools to activate, right? But we don't want to become so reliant, like you're saying, that you become rigid, right? So exactly. I love that. Um, okay, listen, I've taken a lot of <laughs> stuff, like just the, fun. it's so fun. I mean, honestly, like, can we do a round two? Um, Absolutely. Because you're just yeah. The answer is yes. Thank you. I would love <laughs> Can I close on something that's in, this is just, it, I actually have a note here. Um, this was really special. Again, I mean, all of it. So this is actually a quote um, from your book, but you say, your life is a grand opus, the most ecstatic symphony ever composed, and your only duty is to experience it to the fullest. Now, I one day, this was about seven or eight years ago, just in my writing, downloaded what has now been a mantra and is it's on my arm, um, which is not a tattoo. I've been writing it every day. And I do that purposely on my arm just to like really get into the frequency so it doesn't just become like, oh yeah, whatever. But I'll share it with you and, and then you'll understand why that this really hit me. And then I'd love for you to just speak about that. Um, It's written in French, but it says, I am the maestro. The universe is my orchestra and my Mm. life is my symphony. Mm. So the universe is here expanding whatever it is that I am emitting. And that is my symphony. So what does that sound like? What does that feel like? And that's all up Mm. to me. And I love that responsibility. So it just made me, you know, when I read that, that quote of yours, you know, they just, they felt like, cousins or something. <laughs> it's just so mm-hmm. beautiful. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Give you something Man, deep I to was, end with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was really on one when I wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. That's how I feel. All of it. You take it all, throw it out the window. It doesn't really matter. It's about being in harmony with yourself and living your life to the greatest extent, you know, whatever that means, that's different for all of us tuning into that. Um, There are some very basic things that help get you free from the matrix, as it were, breathing, Mm -hmm. movement, eating good food, meditation, some sort of mindfulness practice, stillness practice, because I think that's so key right now because of technology Yes, and how much access and stuff we have to look at and to lose ourselves in. Mm -hmm. So it's more important than ever to take time to be quiet and be still. Mm -hmm. 
at the end of the day, man, that's the truth. You know, like your life is a fucking symphony. Mm -hmm. Live it. Sing your fucking song. Mm -hmm. You know, you're a super special, unique manifestation of the universe Mm -hmm. encapsulated in this little body. And you have so much potential. It's infinite. It's mind-bogglingly profound, the power that you have inside yourself. And we get that that idea came through me because, you know, none of this is mine. It's just like, like you said, I'm a a particle of the universe expressing Mm -hmm. the universe through myself, Mm -hmm. just being open to it. I didn't like, I'm not some fucking genius, you know? <laughs> but you know, on that note, I love it. yeah, I mean, so fucking good. You no, know, but it's, it's like we've been convinced that life is misery, life is darkness, life is hard and difficult and dull and painful. And who said that? When did we start believing that? Why did we decide that? When did you decide that? Ask yourself, when did I decide that life had to be hard? And you'll go, you'll, you're, that'll send you on a whole trip way back somewhere in your childhood when you decided that life was supposed to be hard. And that'll give you an opportunity to seriously unravel some shit, but your life is meant to be joyous, filled with love and laughter and light and fucking immense happiness beyond anything you could possibly imagine. That's the truth. That's, That's the truth of it. You are the fucking truth. <laughs> I love that you live your truth, right? We all have our truths, right? It is yeah. so, so clear that you are truly living from your truth. I'm grateful for it. I'm so grateful for your time, your energy, you know, and just, and really to being connected with you. I am proud to share your voice on my channels and truly looking forward to more opportunities to do so and meeting in real life. And, and I'm just here in full support of you. I'm so excited for these, you know, the opportunity that you shared in this talk and, and any other opportunity that comes to you, honestly, Evan, you fucking deserve it. You're, you're, you are proof and it's so important. You know, this is something that I really aspire for my own life. Like just, you know, being a path creator and being someone who, who, who takes what I call the, the, the scenic route, which is to live from your heart, right? Don't know. You might fucking fall off a cliff over here, (laughs) but it's way more beautiful. It's way more thrilling. And at the end of the day, it's, it's your unique path. Right. And so I love that you were proof, you know, that, that living from this, you know, part of you, your heart, your soul is, is, is keeping you in a state where you are rising and thriving. So I'm, again, I'm just, I'm really grateful. Thank you so much. Where, where does everybody get connected to you, your book, like all of it? Thank you, Roxy. Thank you so much for this time. It's really been a lot of fun. I've truly enjoyed it and we'll definitely do it again for sure. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram at EDS Britain. It's Ed's Britain. That's my full, those are my three first initials.
initials, Evan Daniel Smith Britton. A lot of people think my name is Ed because of that, but (laughs) (laughs) somehow E Britton wasn't available. Evan, I don't know. I don't know how it ended up on EDS Britton, but that's my Instagram. Pretty much everything I have is there. You can check out my website, ebonbritton.com. Uh, you can definitely get my book and in the link in my bio on Instagram. Check me out on TikTok. That's been going really well just because I have a, a great TikTok guy. Um, yeah, that's about it. Be on the lookout. I post pretty frequently about events that I'm teaching at. You got uh, one coming up. Right. One coming up in Austin, October 13th to 15th. That's with uh, my good friends at Runga. Okay. Gathering Austin, Texas at this incredible property there in Hill Country. It's like just awesome. Amazing. Really awesome stuff. Yoga, oh. breathwork, ice tubs. I'll link it. Link crazy it technology. Notes. Yeah, I'll send, I'll be sure to send you all that stuff so okay. you can post it. Um, but yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, in November I'll come. I'm. I'll. I'll. I'll make it to that next event. Yes. Yeah. November is okay. the next one that I'm putting on myself. November five and six. That'll be with my mom, who's a oh, amazing, a profound yogic master herself. So amazing. That's where it all comes from. I mean, I can't take credit for any of it, really. But <laughs> I love it. she put Respect me on a long time ago. That's so awesome. Well, yeah. cool. I'm looking forward to that. And so much and everything else you're sharing. So thank you. Um, I want to say feel better, but I know that that is what's happening. Um, I hope you find a fucking awesome rug and I will talk to you soon. (laughs) Sounds good, Roxy. All right. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.